0: Hello friends, welcome back to part three of our Baseball Hall of Fame series. Today we're going to be starting with the back half of the Baseball Writers Association of America ballot. In the first episode, uh, we covered the golden days uh, and the uh, pioneers of baseball uh, entries into the Hall of Fame. And then on the second part, we covered everybody from Bobby Abreu through Andy Pettit in alphabetical order on the ballot. So, before we get into it, you can find our episodes on Twitter, at BFMd Podcast. You can listen to them. Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. The website is BFMDPodcast.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you've missed the first two parts, feel free to go back and listen to them at your leisure. Uh, We've got with me today, Patrick Marsh out in Halifax. Patrick, how you doing? Good. Good.
1: Here we are. Here we are at the end going of the, 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 this, the going end of through the series this ballot. Where, <laughs> it's just, uh it's a grind. <laughs> it's, it's funny the way that we did this. We talked about all the very low percentage guys at the start except for one, and now we've got all these meaty conversations. Some meaty boys. Have. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and very controversial. So I'm excited to get into it. This is part 3. That's a lot of depth, man.
0: Yeah, that's uh, one of the few times we've ever done like a, a few-part series. Uh, I, myself, am Justin. I'm in Saskatoon. And we're just going to dive right into it, Patrick. Uh, no fluff with this one. Let's start talking about it. Let's just get right into Manny Ramirez. Uh, he's on his sixth year. It feels like he's been on the ballot for not that long. But he's on his sixth year of eligibility. Yeah. And he's finished at 28.2% in 2021. He's kind of tracking, obviously, a little bit Honestly, he's tracking lower. He's lost some ballots, some votes this year. The anonymous ballots last season did him no favors. And it seems like Manny Ramirez is one of those guys who will stick around on the ballot probably through the duration of his 10 years. But I'm of the opinion, Patrick, that he's not going to get in. And no, he, wa- he, he won't. May, he may never get in, actually. He won't. You don't think he ever gets it? He was
1: susp- uh, well, again, it depends on how much they give a shit about steroids <laughs> and voting in the future. So, 555
0: home runs, Patrick. Those, those it's are good a numbers. Lot.
1: He was also suspended for 50 games for performance-enhancing drugs, and I think that's a pretty significant black mark. Yeah, he won uh, a batting on, title. On anybody's career. So,
0: Two World Series?
1: Look, no one's doubting the statistics <laughs> are there for him to be in the Hall of Fame, but again, how much do we care about cheaters? Yeah, you're right. You're so, absolutely right. If we, Barry Bonds, I could see them making an exception. Same with Roger Clemens. Mm-hmm. Um, but other guys who cheated, they drop off the ballot completely. So like, Manny Ramirez is still there probably because of recency bias. His voting, the number of votes he's receiving is trending downwards. It is. So, I don't know. <sighs> probably Veterans Committee in the future. Would I vote for him? Never. Never. Not in any of the ten not in any of the ten years that I would have access to him on the ballot. I wouldn't know.
0: Interesting. Okay. I so understand. The stats are
1: there, man. No doubt about it. The stats are there. Twelve time All Star, two time World Series champion, nine time Silver Slugger, World Series MVP, a batting title, five hundred and fifty five home runs. It's all there, man. But again, how much do we care about eating? <laughs> How much do we care about steroids? I don't know, man.
0: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right there. Um, it's, it's interesting. I don't think he gets it ever, and I don't think he should.
1: Is it because of steroids?
0: No, I think it's more because of just who he was as a person outside of the steroids. I don't think Manny Ramirez was the greatest, had the greatest personality or the greatest uh, character um statistically he's a no doubter though no doubter i just think that <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we talked about is, it like... in our other parts that character makes dip makes a difference and it should be considered and for me it's like the the obviously the suspension for peds and then the fact that he's just manny being manny right like i think that those two things go against him getting in for me i think maybe he gets in the veterans committee
1: it depends on how much we care in the future about Cheating. steroids, and yes, enhancing and it and might be drugs. like
0: like you've said in the past with some of these guys, like say like the the Pete Roses or the other guys like the Bonds and the Clemens. Maybe wait till they're dead before you put them in, so they can enjoy it themselves. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not sure. I also he played for the Red Sox, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Um, let's move on. Let's this talk about maybe one of the I more thought, yeah super controversial,
1: uh, very controversial honestly i'm surprised at what's going on with a rod yeah i would think that he would be a first ballot but
0: he was suspended super, for a full year
1: super cheater super duper cheater and i think that eventually people will soften their stance on it because they seem to be doing that with barry bonds and Manny ramirez et cetera, etc um does he belong in the hall of fame probably would i vote for him no He cheated. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Yes. Cheater, 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 (laughs) cheater. Let's talk about his stats, though, because we did that for everybody else, even though A. Rod Um, is a jerk. Three MVPs,
0: three MVPs, fourteen All-Star appearances, won the two (laughs) thousand nine World Series, two-time Gold Glover, ten times Silver Slugger, a batting title and it was named uh three times uh the the TSN Major League Player of the Year. That's a random <laughs> accolade. Um, but uh yeah, the guy was I mean 696,
1: 696 home runs. 696
0: home runs. He tried to get to he tried to get to 700, but he was just Couldn't so bad it. in his last few years. Um he did hit 33 home runs after the suspension in 2015 and then in 2016 he fell off a cliff. Um, it only hit seven over I mean, sixty-five he was, games. He was, he was injured as well. He was also forty, just didn't have didn't have knees anymore.
1: No.
0: Um. The yeah. The stats,
1: though, man. The stats the are stats are crazy.
0: Undeniable Hall of Famer, one of the best offensive players of all time. Easy in on the Hall of Fame statistic trackers for any number based things, but again, he was suspended for a full season for PEDs. He did. And lied well. about it initially too,
1: so. yeah. So yeah, that's an easy no. But easy. I mean, it, He's... it's an it is. But will Alex Rodriguez eventually grace the Hall of Fame? And I think the answer is yes. Yes, it is. Yes, Hashtag. which is really really frustrating um, because there's so much inconsistency on this ballot on whether or not guys should or shouldn't get into the Hall of Fame based on their cheating. I mean, look at a guy like David Ortiz. Played the game clean. Deserves to get into the Hall of Fame, whether we like him or not, as a Red Sox. Yeah. Clean player. He's clinging to, you know, being a first ballot guy. And meanwhile, you got Barry Bonds. The accolades are... Barry Bonds is a better hitter than anybody who's ever played the game. At least one time over. Uh, Except maybe Hank Aaron. I don't know. It's just yeah. stupid. This is all kind of dumb, to, because these numbers are ludicrous, and then <laughs> the cheating is such a negative. Like either either it matters or it doesn't, and I think we're seeing there's two different generations that have a mindset. I think mm-hmm. uh, within the BBWAA, uh, as far as how they choose to vote, I think A Rod is destined for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> let's just move on yeah let's let's
0: talk about a guy who's got more character than most people on this list that uh, scott Rowland, in his fifth year of eligibility Scotty finished Roland. finished last year at 52.9 percent he has gained 10 ballot 10 votes already this season and is trending upwards likely won't get elected this season but it's looking better for roland's hall of fame uh, case than ever uh, he still has five more years to go did play for the Blue Jays for a year and a half. Blue Jay legend Scott Rowland. That's
1: right.
0: Um, and the man, the, the guy's one of the best defensive third basemen of all time. His, his accolades are that he won Rookie of the Year, was a seven-time All-Star, won the 2006 World Series with St. Louis, was an eight-time Gold Glover, and a one-time Silver Slugger winner. Uh, over his career, Patrick Marsh, 316 home runs. Uh, 2077 hits in 17 years. Batting average of 281 on base of 364. A slugging of 490 for an OPS of 855. By the Hall of Fame metrics on baseball reference, he squeaks in. He, he's better than the Hall of Fame average third baseman uh, and is trending in the right direction. I love Scott Rowland personally. I'm always a fan of players who, who aren't just uh, good gloves but also have great defense so I, I hope that he does get in and I think that he will I think he maybe even gets in as his, really his next season his 6th or 7th year even 8th year at the at the latest look like it'll be the time that Scott Rowland gets in How, what do you think about him?
1: It's weird to see the, the shift the last couple of years with Scotty Rowland Yes it's, it's been great because, though <laughs> I mean Hall of very good Mm-hmm. I hate saying that because of how strong his character is, but like the numbers just don't add up. Defensively, they absolutely do, but how much weight do we put on defense over everything? And it just, cause sometimes it doesn't make sense because sometimes we do when we like the character, and sometimes it matters less when we don't like the character because we don't want them to get in, and it's very inconsistent across the board. Scotty Rowland is a much-beloved uh, player in baseball and I don't know that he necessarily deserves to be in the Hall of Fame if there was a Hall of Fame for characters yeah Yeah. but I don't think the metrics are there that being said if it were my ballot he's on it
0: yep I'm voting for him Uh, Jimmy Rollins this is an interesting guy I love Jimmy (laughs) Rollins too great defender was a great hitter for the Phillies for a long time just pulling up his numbers right now but uh one-time mvp award winner three-time all-star won the 08 world series four-time gold glover and a one-time silver slugger winner he played for for 17 years 15 with the phillies one with the dodgers and one with the white Sox, uh, which were both shorter stints um as as a uh, as a shortstop patrick he hit 231 home runs had a 264 batting average 324 on base and a 418 slug for a 743 ops um the guy was great for a long time he had a pretty good peak for a while he was able to steal a bunch of bases early on in his career he wasn't caught a ton was a threat on every every aspect of the of the field for sure
1: a very good yeah. i wouldn't put him on the, the ballad um
0: I like that he's that he's probably he's going to stick around for a year or two. Give people some time to think about him.
1: Yeah, he um, is one of those players that was a double threat where he had the power and he had the speed, he could do both. Um, although his 231 home runs is spread out over a very long period of time. Yeah. Lots of uh, he was a guy that just didn't get hurt. He would he was always available. Uh, for uh, for the Phillies, and what really impresses me, I think the most about his uh, his total career would be the the defense. Um, as a po- winds above replacement position player, he's not even in the top 200. So I don't know, man. He's hollow very good. He'll be around for a while, but I don't know. He's top fifty in stolen bases, that's something. So yeah. in a dying art. It definitely um, is a dying art. Very comparable player to him would be like uh, Barry Larkin.
0: Sure. Right. Which, ba- there's not Larkin, a bad player course, to be compared to. <laughs>
1: Larkin was definitely better, and Larkin is in the Hall of Fame. So right. Eh I don't know, man. I would Jimmy Rollins Hall of Very Good. I he wouldn't be on my ballot, but Um, yeah he's a player that deserves to get more votes than what he's
0: getting for sure uh our next guy is oh my god he's interesting uh kurt schilling is in his final year of eligibility last season patrick he just missed getting elected he was 71.1 percent needed 75 (laughs) and then he said something um kurt schilling said i am requesting to be removed from the ballot I'll defer to the Veterans Committee and men whose opinions actually matter and who are in a position to actually judge a player. Um, he's also had a bunch of political rants in the past decade. Um, he's affiliated with a lot of like, far-right political allegiances um, and it's done damage a lot to the, the legacy that he had on the field as he was a very good pitcher. Um, 200 wins, over 3,000 strikeouts, six-time All-Star, World Series MVP, the Bloody Sock, 26 all-time in war for pitchers, and had a career .223 earner average in the postseason.
1: One of the best postseason pitchers of Ever. all time. Yeah. But Regular season, he was always very good, but he never he, won the individual accolade. Yeah. He um, dialed it
0: up in the playoffs, though, every time.
1: For sure, yeah. Only um, thing is,
0: he was a gaping asshole. <laughs> yeah, huge,
1: massive, massive asshole outside the game. Yeah, has to be removed. Happy to oblige it. Uh, he's lost sure.
0: seventeen ballots so far this season as well, yeah. too. So, and he missed last season getting elected by sixteen. So, it's very likely that he's not going to make it and will fall off the ballot in his final year. Uh, he's,
1: I'm not confident the veterans committee is. Going to give him the nod right away. It
0: really depends who's on that committee at the time when he becomes eligible for that that election.
1: He represents a lot of anti progressive political opinions, which is not popular today. Um, but they're also shitty. Uh, I should be clear. Uh, his affiliation with far right political candidates and news outlets like Breitbart, yep. I think, does damage to his on field legacy. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I would sooner put Mark Burley on my ballot. I would not vote
0: for Gert Schilling just on the character alone.
1: Schilling. Yeah. On character alone. That's probably why And the fact that he like asked anything. not to
0: be voted for. Sure. I'll happily oblige that.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think he, we talk about how players hit these statistical metrics. We don't talk very often about whether or not a player deserves to be in the hall of fame because of non-statistical reasons. If anybody in the history of baseball in the time that I've been watching doesn't deserve to get into the Hall of Fame, it's Kurt Schilling. So if there are any voters out there listening to this podcast, which there probably aren't, oblige Mr. Schilling and don't vote for him.
0: <laughs> yeah well it's too late they've already postmarked their ballots but yeah <laughs> um next up is no. the sh- next up is the chef patrick gary sheffield uh, his his son on twitter is absolutely just brutal by the way but uh i don't mean brutal in a bad guy. way or brutal oh, in yeah, a good way bad way he's just a nut job i blocked him a long time ago <laughs> um dear. gary sheffield's last year finished at uh, 40.6 percent and this year has uh, lost two ballots, two votes overall. He's in his eighth year of eligibility. He'll stick on the ballot. This is a guy who would need, like, insane gains, Larry Walker-level gains in his last two years to get in. Another guy who used steroids and uh, likely won't get in. Had great numbers, Patrick Marsh. If you have them open, feel free to rattle them off. But uh, 509 home runs chef was for was chef.
1: Yeah. 1,676 RBIs, career 292 hitter. Uh, you know, bounced around to a lot of different teams, never stayed for long. Um, but that being said, put up a 19 year career that was pretty Well, I guess 20 year career that yeah. was pretty good. Nine time All Star World Series champion in 1997 with the Florida Marlins. Mm-hmm. Five time Silver Slugger. Won the batting title in 1992 when he was with the Stan. Diego Padres, the same team that had Tony Gwynn on it. So that's mm. pretty impressive. Um, this is the thing. The number of controversies with Gary Sheffield and did he, did, did he take steroids? Uh, Sheffield did say that he had no, in his book, which was called inside power, that he had no knowledge of, of the cream that he was, uh, the, there was the, the steroid incident the, he yep. had no knowledge. The cream had steroids, had no reason to assume it. So he did say that the cream did nothing to strengthen his knee. Although that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> his numbers didn't really improve, but again, uh, Barry bond. It was during a workout with bonds in 2001. The cream was applied. Yeah. Um, he was also named in the Mitchell report. Who was?
0: So yep. Tough to not refute looking that.
1: great for the chef. <laughs> he's, um, he's
0: not going to get in via the voting.
1: No. But veterans he's, committee. He's getting enough the of the
0: votes that he's going to get heavy consideration in the future for sure.
1: Yeah, when a lot of these guys who have been on the ballot and they're on their like their eighth or ninth or tenth or whatever, when they're gone, Gary Sheffield will. Probably get a little bit more attention, but that being said, um no.
0: Yeah. Uh next up on the list and the final guy on his tenth year of eligibility is Slam and Sammy Sosa. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> this guy was an MVP, a seven time All Star, uh six time Silver Slugger, voted the Major League Player of the Year, and uh one one won a home run derby as well, too. Six hundred and nine home runs, Patrick Marsh. uh 2400 hits a career war of oh my god i can't see it uh, a 58.6 on baseball reference but cork bat steroid allocations outside of baseball very interesting human being he got 17 percent of the vote last year which made it pretty much impossible he's going to get he's already technically been eliminated from contention uh is this a guy that you would ever give veterans committee support to
1: Personally, no. But again, the flip-flop between whether or not steroids matters is what will dictate Sammy Sosa's future position. Yeah. Mark McGuire uh, fell off the ballot. He'll never get in the Hall. No. Mark should go in over Sammy, but they both cheated. So. Yep. I don't know, man. I don't think Sammy Sosa or Mark McGuire or Jose Canseco or Barry Bonds belong in the Hall of Fame as long as they are alive to be able to celebrate it. That doesn't mean I want them to die or anything like that. I'm saying wait until they pass out of living memory. And then you can induct them. For um, sure. Um, but they, they cheated. They're cheaters. so.
0: This next one will be quick. Mark Deshera. No. It's not his first year. <laughs> um, he's gotten one vote so far. We won't get votes. Um, 400, 409 home runs, uh, 1,800 no. hits. Just not enough. Nothing there. That's an easy no for us. No. Um, Omar Vescal, Patrick. Omar scales is an interesting candidate. Um, last <laughs> yeah, season, he finished one at 49.1% on his fourth year last year. And then in the over the over the uh, year of twenty twenty one, some allegations came out about some domestic uh, violence, a few other things outside of the game. And so far this season, on the baseball reference tracker from not Mr. Tibbs Ryan Thibodeau, uh, bbhoftracker.com, dot uh, com, he's lost negative forty votes. He's lost forty votes for people who voted for him last season. Has not gained a single vote. He's only been voted for. Th- Uh, 13 times so far. So, yeah, Omar Vizquel is actually in danger of falling off the ballot completely one year after getting about 50% of the vote. He still needs another handful of votes just to get to the 5% threshold. It'll be interesting to see if he gets there. He's a guy who is now never going to get into the Hall of Fame. And before there was an argument just based purely on defense and longevity of his career, the offense was never going to get him in solely. But the fact that he played for 24 years... Is the reason that he made some benchmarks like nearly getting to three thousand hits, but uh, this guy is now a certifiable piece of shit. So happy yep. trails.
1: Enjoy your eleven gold gloves. You'll they probably won't even let him into the park. He's enough. probably gonna have to sell them oh, to
0: man. make money at one point. Um, no,
1: I like the stuff you can. You guys can go read about it, but like once you read about it, you're gonna know why he's negative forty votes. Yep. Um. I wouldn't have voted for him before, and I'm certainly not voting for him now. So he can he can kick bye rocks,
0: bye. yeah. Uh, Billy Wagner. This <laughs> one is I know Patrick's passionate about Billy, but uh, he finished at forty six point four percent of the vote last year. He has gained eight votes so far this season. Is in his seventh year, so he has three years left after this. Um, man, oh man, it's a it's a guy. The relief pitcher is always tough to get into the Hall of Fame unless you're Mariano Rivera, um, or Trevor Hoffman, or Trevor Hoffman they did in get the in. Hall. Yeah, Hoffman, Dennis Ac- Eckersley got in. Yeah, it's it's definitely a position that is undervalued. And Billy Wagner was one of the best. Go for it, Patrick. Tell us about your boy.
1: Well, here's the, here's the thing that we have to consider when it comes to relief pitchers. It's been a long time coming that a lot of, in recent years, a lot of uh, players who have accumulated a high amount of saves are the ones that are, mm-hmm. are retiring and now they're becoming eligible to be voted for. So the top three all-time in saves, Mariano Rivera was a first ballot. Trevor Hoffman, I don't remember if he was first ballot or not, but he is in the hall Lee Smith had to get in through the Veterans Committee. Uh, he was the record holder for saves before uh, Rivera and Hoffman had surpassed him, and he was still not in the Hall of Fame uh, because he couldn't get in. <laughs> uh, he retired in 1997, so like we're talking about like rookie years or close to it for both those uh, other men that I just mentioned, and it took the Veterans Committee to get him in. There's only three other players who have saves over 400 uh k-rod john franco and of course billy wagner none of those other guys uh are currently in the hall of fame uh k-rod is eligible next year to join the ballot uh and john franco uh has passed off the ballot Mm -hmm. a long time new york mets closer Uh, also closed for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, But uh, to make the case for Billy Wagner, Wagner was a seven-time All-Star. He's currently, well, yeah, he currently sits six all-time in saves. Um, His career ERA was 2.31, which by most metrics would be considered elite, Uh, but he only had 903 innings pitched. That's kind of a hit against him. The elite closer and the arc type of closers is starting to gain momentum with Hall of Fame consideration. Wagner has always been an interesting case where we've seen the positives build up over the last few years since we started doing it. I think his percentages have been going up progressively. Um, A guy who's very similar to him that's on this ballot is Joe Nathan, and Joe Nathan might not even get 5%. So it's very interesting to see how there is this negative stigma around the archetype of the closer. Now guys like Rivera get the benefit of the doubt because they had either tremendous playoff performances or like Rivera also uh, pitched, uh, I believe in more playoff innings than Billy. Yeah. Uh, Rivera pitched in 1,283 regular uh, season innings. Uh, His postseason pitching, Rivera is probably the most dominant uh, relief pitcher that we will ever see in the playoffs. Uh, His lifetime ERA was 0.70. Billy's was over 10. It was really bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, He has no hardware to speak of aside from, I think, a single uh, aids relief reliever of the year i don't know how much stock is in that the the all-star is good but i think we need to start turning things around when it comes to how we perceive uh the value of a save a save to me is the purest way that you can measure the like the the ability of a closer it means that you're given the ball when the game is on the line and you successfully accomplish your goal so guys like uh For example, Trevor Hoffman, who played almost his entire career in San Diego, never won, uh, got anywhere close to a a World Series, uh, and only won a couple of those Aids Relief Awards, was also a seven-time All-Star, but he had 600 saves. So, like, I don't know, either saves matter or they don't, and I think people are starting to come around to this idea that saves do matter because they are this, like... Your stat that says I went out and accomplished exactly what I needed to do, um, exactly the way I needed to do it. I—it's hard to quantify right now what a save means, but I think time will be much more generous because save hasn't—I don't think save has been calculated for very long. I think it's only 40 years, mm-hmm. last 40 years or something like that. Yeah. Or, well, maybe about 50, because Lee Smith's career uh, stretched in the 70s, too, or something like that, or close to it. <laughs> anyway, my rambling, the point I'm getting at is that the closer is still a new consideration the same way DH is. We just got our first DH elected in Edgar Martinez, uh, so it's going to take a while. And I think Billy might be the uh, the first one through the door. I think he'll get in. It won't be this year it won't be next year but i think when they get close to the end of it people will look back and say this was this guy was elite at his job in the regular season and while the accolades aren't necessarily there and he didn't individually change the game he represents the very best of specialty players at a position so i can agree with that he'd be on my ballot
0: yeah I'd vote for him too Uh, we've we've got five guys left on the ballot these will be a lot quicker we'll spend some time talking about one in particular Uh, Carl Crawford Patrick Marsh has not received a a vote in his first year's eligibility he still needs those 20 votes to get to 5% not going to receive a vote most likely this guy was like he was so good for a short time with Tampa Bay back when they were still (laughs) the the Devil Rays was a terror to Blue Jay fans and, and teams for a while. Stolen base machine for a bit there. There's there's a, a five-year stretch, Patrick Marsh. I'm just calculating that quickly here, where he stole 268 bases in five years. That's wild. That's absolutely crazy. Um, over that time, he also uh, hit 299 with a 335 on base percentage, so he's also a threat at the plate. He was a four-time All-Star, a Gold Glove winner, a Silver Slug winner, and it was also an All-Star MVP as well, too, which is kind of a fun stat. Um, but Carl Crawford, just, again, played for 15 years, and the tail end of his career was just an absolute nightmare for him. Um, Hall, Hall of very good for a short period of time, <laughs> but not a Hall, Hall of Famer. good.
1: I wouldn't yep. vote
0: for him and he won't. that's why he hasn't gotten any for sure the next guy that's is the, the next guy uh, Prince fielder oh, man what could have so been what could have been with prince fielder right uh, he was forced out of the game by injury uh there was a stretch where in 2007 he hit 50 home runs he was a uh, All-Star MVP, a three-time Silver Slugger, a six-time All-Star, and actually won the Home Run Derby twice as well too. Go figure. His dad Cecil was a long-time big leader as well too. Played for the Blue Jays for a time. There were four seasons in his career for Prince where he played in all 162 games, and another season when he played in 161. Before he got hurt, starting in 2014, he never played fewer than 157 games in a season from 2006 to 2013. And even when he yeah, came back in 2015, he played 158. There was then a five-year stretch where he missed
1: one game.
0: Yeah, which is crazy. That's uh, yes. unheard of in today's baseball. And then, unfortunately, that caught up to him, and he got hurt. Um, I think it was like a, a neck, a vertebrae issue, and he was told that he could never play baseball again. A uh, very sad press conference. I do remember that one. Uh, Prince Fielder, had he played more than 12 years, he did hit 319 home runs. The majority of those were over nine seasons, well, really eight, because his rookie year he played in 39 games. It's really over eight seasons, hit about 300 home runs. Had he played a full, say, 15 or 16 year career, he may have, may have gotten close to 600 if he had stayed healthy. So, uh, this is a guy that is in the hall of what could have been, but unfortunately will not continue on the baseball ballot. Any further.
1: Yeah. It sucks because honestly, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's <He's>, move on. <laughs> he's
1: better. He's a better. He, he was everything about his dad, but better. But his yep. dad has a better career because yep. he, just, he, he lasted longer. He flamed, he flamed out. Yeah. It sucks, but, uh, yeah, I guess
0: it is what it is. Our our next one is the Pride of New Westminster, British Columbia, Justin Morneau. This guy, the the individual accolades of one MVP, a four time All Star, a batting title, a two time Silver Slugger, and a Home Run Derby champion. <laughs> Just like Prince Fielder, though, his career was mired by a lot of injuries, mainly some concussions, a couple seasons that limited him to like twenty five games in two thousand thirteen. He won the MVP in 2006, his numbers that year. He hit 321 with a 375 on base, a 559 on a slugging percentage, 34 home runs, 130 RBIs, had 190 hits that year, Patrick Marsh, on a very good Minnesota Twins team. Him and Joe Maurer made up one of the best one-two punches in baseball for a long time, especially for a couple of infielders and a catcher and a first baseman. Um, Morneau is another guy who really... Could have been uh, so much greater had he not started to get hurt. He made four straight All-Star games from 2007-2010. to 2010, And then after that, his career slowly started to, to dwindle, um, which is highly unfortunate because we know how how much love that we've got for this guy personally. He was inducted into the Minnesota Twins Hall of Fame this past season, uh, as mentioned in part one of the episode, I believe. But uh, yeah, this, this guy, again, what could have been, but... Uh, He's not going to get any any love. He's gotten one vote so far, which is great to see him at least get one. But he will fall off the ballot, unfortunately.
1: Yep, uh, <laughs> great great player. Um, it just sucks. It really injuries, does. Injuries, injuries really screwed him over.
0: Yep, he got victory' He'll make it, it into the it.
1: Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, oh, which is is easily. something that's worth discussing. Uh, we will in the future in a future episode yeah definitely but, uh, when it
0: happens we'll bring it up for sure
1: yep
0: jake Peavy. jake Peavy, uh, another guy who's on his first year and has yet to get a vote yeah. uh yeah jake Peavy. i remember this guy being a really good baseball player so looking at his statistics here and seeing the fact that he won a cy young uh, he won the pitching triple crown patrick marsh which is fun uh, three-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, a gold glover, and won the ERA title twice. Uh, Jake Peavy pitched for 15 years. He won 156, 152 games, had a career-earned run average of 363, um, pitched 2,300, almost 2,400 innings, struck out 2,200 and only walked 708, so he had a more than 3-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio. A guy who put up insane numbers. Um... But again, just didn't really win a lot. He won the a couple of pitch triple crowns early on in his in his career, then it was really average for a long time or below average towards the end. But
1: dreadful in the playoffs.
0: Dreadful in the playoffs isn't. Career ERA in the playoffs is seven point nine
1: eight.
0: Yeah, you can't have that.
1: Which is wild because he also is a Two-time World Series
0: champion. Yeah, and he won the Triple Crown for the pitching once and a two-time ERA title, but just couldn't couldn't figure it out in the play, in the playoffs. But uh, happy trails, Jake Peavy. Um, another uh, player who played a lot for the White Sox is AJ Prezinski. Um, this guy is on his first year again, just like Justin Morneau has only gotten one ballot so far. He was a 2005 World Series champion, a two-time All Star, and a nine-time Silver Slugger. The bulk of his career was spent with Minnesota and Chicago. He did hit 188 home runs, had a 280 career batting average, a 739 OPS. But uh, again, just those aren't Hall of Fame numbers for any position, let alone catchers. <coughs> so AJ Prezinski will not continue on the ballot. So the final five guys we just talked about are not going to move on, which is fine. They got to make room for somebody else.
1: Yeah, uh AJ Prozinski, one time silver slugger. Just Yeah. I thought you said nine.
0: One time, sorry.
1: One yeah. time. If I did okay. say nine. To make I sure yeah. it. Uh he had a decent uh dipping his toe in the water with professional wrestling. That's kind of a good spot for him.
0: Did he actually?
1: He did, yeah. Uh oh, he wrestled in that. or well, he did stuff in T N A, he did stuff in huh. uh WWE Raw. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he does uh, broadcasting in 2011. He did it again in 2012, 2013, and 2015. Full time analyst as of 2017. So, like, yeah, he's got. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, he does stuff. Um, he is one of only 10 catchers in the history of the league to hit 2,000, uh, get 2,000 hits. Yep. Which is kind of impressive. Uh, I wouldn't vote for him, and I understand that he probably will fall off the ballot so yeah, let's do a fun little thing here now that we're at the end of this very long lord of the rings level road (laughs) of recording today um let's take a second here what's your ballot if you if these are the players you have to vote for who's your what's your ballot sure keep in mind you have a cap of 10
0: yeah i don't think i'd get to 10 um I would vote for Billy Wagner. I would vote for Scott Rowland. I would vote for David Ortiz. I would vote for Andrew Jones. I would vote for Todd Helton. (coughs) And I would vote for... Actually, that's it. Five players. That would be my ballot this year.
1: Okay. Uh, My ballot, I would vote for Mark Burley, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, David Ortiz, uh, Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner. That's probably it.
0: Yeah. So you had a six-person ballot. I would throw Justin Morneau on mine, just as a courtesy vote.
1: Yeah. You know uh, what I would too. There you go. I have seven-person ballot, <laughs> yeah, which I'll is take a six-player. Below just... the average, the average votes received per ballot so far this year in 2022 is 7.83, which is actually good. Uh, yeah. It's a bit of a piss-off, though, when you look at the numbers and you see that there were four blank ballots submitted
0: so far. Yep. And those and some of those people were the people who had single Jeter ballots a couple years ago. So, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that Whatever. puts a capper on our three-part Hall of Fame series. Uh, you're probably wondering, where's the farm report? It is coming. We're working on it. Just trying to figure out how exactly you want to do it. Don't want to make it just a statistical bar fest. Need to kind of uh, <laughs> figure out how it, how it's all going to work so that we don't just talk about stats of players who have never sniffed the big leagues yet, but we'll get there. There's some definitely some players we're talking about in the blue Joe organization. We'll get back on that. If any news at all happens regarding the uh, MLB lockout, there has not been any yet. Uh, a funny tweet at Baseball Brit Joey just posted a picture of Elmo and Rocco. Uh, Elmo is MLB fans and the MLB lockout is Rocco. For those of you who have missed the last week, Elmo does not like Rocco. So um, Sesame Street reference for you. <laughs> There's some good stuff like come out lately. But anyway, I back. I digress. Uh, thanks for listening to this three-part series. You can find the episodes on Twitter, at Podcast. Follow us there. Leave us reviews on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen to the show. Find everything, BFMDPodcast.com. We'll be back again with some more episodes, and like I said, hopefully some positive lockout-related news as we get towards February and spring training. It's going to come at us quickly, so we need some things to start moving. But for Patrick Marsh, out in Halifax, Nova Scotia, it's Justin Anderson here in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, saying we'll see you next time i uh-huh.